Hey, storytellers. If you like the show, you can find Life Narrated on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever streaming service you use. It really helps others find the podcast and validates our existence. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks for listening. storytellers and welcome to life narrated the podcast about life and the stories we tell my name is emily and i am now known as inside emily my name's lauren and i'm that bottle of bath and body works hand sanitizer that you're finally breaking into despite how strong it stinks and i'm matt and i'm your furry new co-worker and today we're going to talk about pandemics because what else would we talk about right now for those of you listening in the future this is uh 2020 at the end of of March and we are <laughs> just all inside. It's we still March. Leave. It's still March. Somehow. Right. Somehow. Um, yeah, so in case you don't know, I don't know how you wouldn't, uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 has kept us all inside. I, I'm going on my fourth week of, of Inside Emily. Um, wow. Yeah. And it's not great. How are you guys doing? I'm doing okay. I... Turns out, didn't have to change my life very much because <laughs> I am an introvert uh, at heart. Uh, so I like to think of this time as just me gathering power yeah. so that when I can go back out into the world, I'll basically be Super Saiyan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Goku just being like, five billion gravity <laughs> in, my, in my training room. <laughs> That's a really good way of thinking about it. Yeah, so doing okay. My poor husband is very, um, he he's very uh, stir-crazy. And my kiddo is, he's great. I think he enjoys having both of his parents home. So it's a mixed bag. It's a yeah. mixed bag. We could, I'm very grateful that we have a more positive situation than a lot of people. So That's true. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing, Maddie? Uh, likewise, I'm pretty, pretty okay. I I work from home anyways for the last year, so I'm I kind of was prepared for this this eventuality. <laughs> but uh, what that means though is that uh, I would usually go out at night to a bar or a friend's house or a movie or something just to get out of the house, and now I can't do even that. Yeah. And so the the stir crazy deficit that I've been building up over the last year or so has kind of like got no place to go and i'm, I'm getting doing not so great on the socializing side but little things like doing podcasts with my friends helps yeah <laughs> and i brought lauren some uh, banana pudding today that's oh, right that's nice since you brought it up the three of us <laughs> ate like half of the container like <laughs> yeah. maybe like three minutes after you left Brian was like should i just get spoons and i was like yes <laughs> that's really funny. dope I love it. I, Good, that's what it's for. I think everyone, Yeah, we should have taken two. Everyone has gone on, like, a baking adventure. Like, it's I, you incredible. know, p- uh, banana pudding is, like, Matthew's signature dish. But, like, <laughs> I, I started making um, sourdough. Never done that before. Um, I tried that as well, and my sourdough died. Oh, no. I need to restart the starter. Yeah. Start over. <laughs> but that's what it's for, for starting. For starting. Uh. Yeah, I, I have still, it's still alive. It's not making great bread, uh, and I have to figure out why. 
Um, but I have a lot of time t- on my hands to figure out how to do that. So um, I've actually um, been not doing anything because the anxiety is just like causing an executive malfunction where I just sit around mm-hmm. and be like, Ugh, all day. So there's that's a, real. That's right. real. I feel huh? like we've I feel like we've talked about this before on our podcast, but there's a there's a thing. And I cannot remember what it's called. And maybe I should just try to Google it really fast. Choice paralysis. Oh, okay. oh analysis paralysis. Yeah. 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 So that I feel like that's a big thing for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely feel it a little bit more. Emily, it sounds like you're feeling it, though, where it's like, well, now you have all this free time. Do all this stuff at home. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> like, it's hard to prioritize things because yes. we prioritize our jobs yeah mostly uh you know so it's like what time i get up is based on like what time i have to start work and you know et cetera et cetera just kind of snowballs from there so yeah we'll come back to that later i wanted to talk about what you're (laughs) consuming while you are um homebound quarantined what's on the quarantine playlist (laughs) so one of my indulgences recently although i did binge watch it right before the pandemic really hit the u.s but it's i claudius which you can watch on amazon prime yeah and then shout out to john hodgman and elliot kalen started a 12 episode show called (laughs) ipodius and it's been really great so it's like the two of them apparently john hodgman like loves the tv show it's like a tv show from the 70s and I, like, vaguely remembered it because it was on, like, PBS. But it was, like, a big thing. It was, like, the Game of Thrones of its day. Yeah. Um, so they are, like, John Hodgman's watched it a bunch of times and is re-watching it. Elliot Kalen is watching it for the very first time. And they're, so there's, like, just 12 episodes. So it's just one for every um, part of the TV series. Yeah. That's been really fun. And I really like that it's mixing, you know, so it's, like, a TV show to watch and then, like, a really fun recap on the podcast so that's been really great and giving you something to look forward to because i think they're only on like week four are they um i claudius is this i feel like i watched this in latin class yes what uh, yeah okay maybe did it uh, yeah it takes place oh when in in rome i assume yeah it takes place over like many several decades actually so okay. it starts with augustus okay original emperor and then ends with um Claudius making Nero his successor. Oh, okay. Bad choice, but okay. Yeah. Would you <laughs> would you learn he's doing intentionally cuz he's like anyways, he's Okay, he's, interesting. Yeah. So that's been a really good uh inter- like like I said, just having something to watch and then having a cool podcast to listen to. So I yeah. really enjoyed that. And then I started rewatching all the Star Wars Clone Wars, which is oh, a All right, yeah the TV show cuz we have we have Disney Plus and they have like all the seasons out now. So Matthew, what have you been consuming? Uh it's been kind of slim pickings if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, the the thing that's been getting me through is uh podcasts and audiobooks. Okay. Hmm. And uh but the thing is the audiobooks I've finished the the series I was on which is actually a really cool series called uh, Red Rising, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I told you about it. Yeah, I really liked it, um, and so I finished that last month. Uh, it's by Pierce Brown, and it's like 
uh, about like this future society where there's like it's highly stratified in ca- caste system and it's like a genetically engineered caste system and so then one guy in the lowest one the reds uh, is like genetically altered by a doctor and like physically altered to look and appear in all respects like a gold which is the highest and so he has to infiltrate their society and like bring it down from the inside and start the red revolution oh, <laughs> like, yeah. So it's it like some awesome. Gattaca, like Snowpiercer stuff yeah. going on. I like it. And then when I finished that uh, last month, Emily, you turned me on to these books uh, called the Murderbot Trilogy, which yeah. are a bunch of short stories. There's actually four of them now, and there's a whole full-length novel coming out. Very uh, exciting. In May, yeah. Me too. It's super good. I really liked it. It's like funny kind of sassy sci-fi about a, like a robot, essentially, yeah. that... Uh, d- basically discovers free will but he keeps doing his job because he kind of likes his job and like all he wants to do is like be left he's really good at it and all he wants to do is be left alone so he can watch tv when he's not working and when he's working he wants everyone to stay safe and not get hurt and that's his whole job and that's what he wants i knew you was really angry (laughs) he gets really angry when anyone tries to hurt the people he's trying to protect and he kills them. <laughs> I knew you would love it because it's like, he's a simple man with simple pleasures. He's not a man. He's a, it's a robot and not simple a Simple robot he, with simple pleasures. That's right. He just like, it wants to watch TV and also for its humans to be safe. And like, that's exactly. all it wants. <laughs> it's real easy. He wants to sell propane and propane accessories. <laughs> right. They're really good. And they're by Martha Wells. Uh, the, the first book is called All Systems Reg. It's uh, Red. It's a novella, so it's All Systems Red, Artificial Condition, Rogue Protocol, and Exit Strategy. Did you did you go as far as Exit Strategy? I haven't read that one yet. Heck yeah, I have. Okay. I got Audible, baby. Yeah. I just. just I was gonna ask you, are you listening to Audible, or are you doing it on like through the library? Oh no, I don't read. Um, I just listen. <laughs> no, to you books. can get audiobooks through the library. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I should try that. I really yeah. have never even. I can. It. When we stop recording, Maddie, I just recently got the one. It might be the same nice. app, but it's for the Durham Library because I was like, I okay. need to try this. So, I use yeah, I use the Durham Library as well, and I also use the DC and Montgomery County libraries. What is so, wrong with you, you library hopper? <laughs> you library slut. Listen, I would still be on the Pinellas County Library system if it didn't suck. Okay, <laughs> that's Florida for all of you who don't know. Um, and we didn't, so. <laughs> I will say, though, the latest book I, I re- listened to on here was Night Watch by Terry Pratchett. And that's what actually got me starting to think about using the library because it's kind of an old book. Yeah. And so up until this point, my my reasoning had been like, well, these are kind of new books and they probably don't have the audio versions of the library. That's true. I, I didn't even bother checking. Like, they probably do, but. <laughs> well, like the newer books or the popular books, they're usually like waitlisted. Mm-hmm. Um, especially things that are from Tor. There's a whole like publishing situation with Tor not letting libraries have copy uh, more than one copy of each book. Interesting. Yeah, but they stopped doing it because everyone hates them. But um, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the the older ones, I mean, usually they have them. So and they're right. And Terry Pratchett late. books are at least twenty years old each, so yeah. I could just go and listen to all of those most likely. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of audiobooks, a lot of podcasts, um, 
video-wise. I mean, I play a lot of Fortnite, guys. I play a lot of Fortnite. I just, that's, you know, that's how I do. <laughs> this is the perfect time to, for me specifically to get back into video games because what else go. do I have to do? But, like, Nothing. I'm just playing this one game called Islanders over and over and over again for <laughs> hours. <laughs> Just, what is it about? Tell us about Islanders. It's just basically like uh, you build, it's like civilization, but you build an island. And um, once you've built up that island, you get enough points, you can move to another island. And then you build up that island. <laughs> and it's just like you have you have all these different categories of things that go together. And like, for instance, you have a city center and all the mansions like it when they're close to the city center. But the like houses, they can be farther from the city center. And, like, the shamans don't want to be anywhere near the city center. <laughs> and all of the spas need to be the, near the shamans but uh, can't, and away from the city center and, like, all these sort of things. So Neat. you can put them all together and then, like, you just get points, get points, get points. And then at a certain point you can go to a new island. Or you can keep working on that island. It's fine. It's just, like, really, like, <laughs> meditative. And, like, I literally played, like, five hours yesterday. And I'm like, what? what is this? There's so many good <laughs> games out there. I don't understand. There are a lot of good games. I have been playing one called Bad North, which is like a kind of like a Viking game. Oh, cool. It's for your phone. And basically, it's like uh, Faster Than Light FTL. I don't know if you guys have heard <gasps> yeah. of that. Yeah. It's kind of like FTL. So you have to. Oh, cool. You start with a couple squads of guys, and you just go from island to island, protecting the islands from these guys that are invading. And you can oh. upgrade your squads over time. And if your squad leader dies, then you lose the squad. And you just kind of, like, pick up items that help, and you you upgrade your guys and give them new skills. And then eventually, right now in my current game, I've got, like, nine squads. And you can only have four on an island at a time, so I kept to, like, cycle them in and out and stuff. And, like, figure out which ones are going to be good for which bad guys. Mm, yeah. It's, like, kind of cute. And, like, they're really cute, actually. The the soldiers themselves are adorable. They're, like, <laughs> these... They, whenever they walk, they make these little, like, sounds. They want... That's what they want. The no, sounds? they make that noise. Oh, okay. They, that's like the ne- the sound of their their marching. Boots. Oh, cute! Oh, <laughs> just like around the island. It's cute. Um, this is. I have to tell Brian about that. Hmm, it's good. I'd like someone to talk to about. So. This is a good time for me to try and that Urquan Masters game again. Oh yeah. I just totally failed because it's so complicated from like day one. And it's very complicated. Well, another thing about it is that it's um, it starts you off very weak, and it's in real time. So every time, the, as long as you're playing it, things are happening out there in the world yeah. of the game. And like, if you just don't get to a certain place in time, like you can't do the thing that you need to do there. Oh my god! Yeah, see, that's so, like, so stressful though. Like, that's a, I like these turn-based games like Civilization because like you can sit and think about it for what however long and set up how you want to do things. I mean, to be fair, there is, like, enough time to do it, like, to, to get to where you gotta be and stuff. So, like, you don't have to worry necessarily, but, um... <laughs> but when yeah. you start this game, like, you you come upon Earth, and the second you get there, they're like, shut it down, we're locking this down, you can't come here, and then they lock it. And you're, you're presented with this, like, try and help them with, you have no tools or resources, or, like, run away, which is also, <laughs> like, you don't have tools or resources to cross the infinite expanse of space so like i don't know you, just, you gotta run away you gotta run away and like be cool i guess i don't know like <laughs> hide and like bring up and like build your your stuff okay because i tried to run away last time and then i got intercepted in 
intercellar space and and beat up <laughs> basically yeah just for like the first quarter of that game you just kind of have to hide and gather resources and build upgrades to your ship because like the first quarter of that game is really brutal <laughs> <laughs> this is not a user-friendly game <laughs> it's it so sounds funny like though the writing is great <laughs> if you're not so much into escapism and you just want to like <laughs> have a, have a game where you feel like real life is happening to you <laughs> just you know what's constantly like, hiding or getting beaten up <laughs> there is a game though if you are into escapism and it, i'm not playing it because i don't have the proper equipment but people are going ape shit bananas over it and it's animal crossing oh yeah. fuck, fuck animal crossing listen I, here i <laughs> oh, ooh, do not <laughs> i have a read about animal crossing okay. i my life i have tasks that i must do in life i must adults <laughs> All day long. And then I don't sure. want to log on to a game and have to, like, trade fucking tarantulas for whatever. I don't need to do that. <laughs> Go you, fuck yourself, Animal Crossing. You can make really cute stuff. You can make, like, cute, uh, like, houses for yourself. and like I little have a house. I have a house. <laughs> and I don't need to make another one. So you weren't a fan of The Sims either, I'm going to assume. <laughs> interesting because you can like control them but it's like i play that for a game and then i'm like okay i'm done like <laughs> anyway so sorry <laughs> regardless of whether or not you like it uh people can't get enough of this game and i've been i've been really enjoying reading twitter and watching people's like little houses take shape over time and really? watching them complain about the 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 peaches they got peaches in their starting <laughs> island god dang it and Tom Nook. Also, all the characters are really cute. Like, every single one of the villagers is just, like, a class act. <laughs> I start reading tweets, and they're, like, about, like, listen, if you do this, and you do this, and I think they're serious, and then at the end, it's, like, about Animal Crossing. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Stop with this. Mark, Mark, tag your porn. I don't know. Mark your tweets about <laughs> Animal tweets. Crossing, and just leave me out of it. Oh. Anyway. Well, people love it, and Emily is not invited to my <laughs> island if I was even playing. Are you Are you not going to? Oh, well, you don't have a... Um, I don't have a Switch. Yeah, yeah that's Switch, not fine. That's it's a Nintendo Switch, so... That's fine. Um, so this but is it's also interesting for me... Sorry, um, I just one more thing about this. It's an interesting thing for me, because like, I'm usually really into video games, and I watch like the news about them and follow all the latest updates, but this one, in particular, I've never played a part of the series. I don't know anything about it. So, if, for me, it's like watching what other people it's like what feeling what other people would feel like maybe when like a halo game comes out they're yeah. like wow what is this about why do people care about this so much <laughs> it just looks weird and who is that lady who's all blue it's like wow look at all these weird creatures and why do people hate you know peaches so much i don't understand <laughs> or love and peaches question mark right exactly unclear <laughs> <laughs> okay. i didn't intend to talk that much about what we're doing but i would like to talk about like has there has anything happened that uh, surprised you? I mean, obviously, pandemic definitely surprised all of us. But like, in the way that you act, in the way that other people act, uh, what has this brought out in our society that surprised you? I can start and give you guys some time to think about it. Um, sure. Yeah. So we're always talking about like how climate change is a huge problem, but like how could we possibly uh, counteract it? Like it would it would it would take a huge collective action to do that. And like, look at us, we're all quarantined 
look at this collective action we're, <laughs> we're enacting. Like, so it, it shows to me that we definitely have the capacity to turn this, this ship around uh, in terms of climate change and, like, how uh, we treat the Earth. Is it going to happen? Question mark. No. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's, like, kind of what I've been thinking about, too, a lot, is that, like, a lot of the things that, I mean, and, like, not to get too political about it, but, like, a lot of the things that we've been told for so long that's, like, impossible or, like impractical at the very least mm-hmm. we're just doing them now yeah because like uh, the par- uh the pandemic necessitates like a response and that's the correct response and like there are things that are like probably good for all the time maybe like working like the option to work from home if you want yeah. or you know like a, a level of basic income for some people or for all people or, or like healthcare, like free testing for people is like these things are being thrown around who knows exactly what's going to happen but right it's like Suddenly, these are really good ideas, and it's like, well, maybe they're really good ideas all the time, guys. <laughs> maybe they're yeah. always a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we should stop pretending like we don't have good examples of how to do it, because lots of other countries... Yeah. Like, when we're t- like the things you were talking about, Matt, it's like, oh, yeah, free healthcare. Oh, man, I wish there was someone we could look at <laughs> who's kind of already got that going on. It's like, well, there's plenty of countries, and so... Like, really just throw a rock, and you'll hit a country that does it right. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> So it's just, uh, yeah, talking about collective action is so true. And it sucks. I'm trying to remember now what I was reading because it was an article that one of my coworkers shared with me. And they were talking about how, like, the there's a lot of concern about the United States in particular not being part of a collective action. And they the person who was like, yeah, it's because Americans don't like to be told what to do. So we have this, like entitlement because of what the u.s represents which is like the the american dream and freedom freedom Mm -hmm. for everybody and so we're kind of like when it comes to things like this we're kind of burdened by other people's freedoms because it can make it can it can either go two ways where people are like well you can't tell me what to do i'm i'm an american i'm free i can do whatever i want i don't have to quarantine myself (laughs) or it can go the other way which hopefully it will go the other way and continue to go the other way about like oh sense of community and doing this for everybody and not just you know thinking about the the whole and the outliers well I've, i think i've mentioned this before on the podcast but like the the, the concept of like uh, negative and positive freedoms and like the way that the idea the word itself freedom is ingrained in the american psyche but we never really kind of talked about when we were first starting the country like is it freedom from things or freedom to do things? Right. And like a lot of people think uh, one way and a lot of people think another way. And um, it has to be somewhere in the, in the middle, but it's also never been adequately defined. Right. And so people just like do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. And I always think like, is this what the uh, framers of the constitution thought was going to happen when they were like, did they like, yeah, freedom to do whatever you want, even if it hurts other people. Like, I mean, in our country, we do have a law that's the Supreme Court has laid down, like basically your freedom to swing your fist ends where my nose begins. But in <laughs> and like that makes sense. But in this situation where everyone needs to stay inside in order to help an ambiguous person that they don't really understand how they're helping, like you're not exactly punching someone in the face by going outside and partying on a beach. Like, I don't know. 
Right. Well, and it's also like a thing where, you know, I, you can expect like there's levels to it, right? It's like a gray area. Like you can expect people to shelter in place and self-isolate for a couple weeks, maybe a month, maybe two months at the, at the most. But then like at some point, even the most like conscientious, you know, reasonable person is going to be like, I need to go see other humans now <laughs> or I'm going to go insane. Right. And, and that's like that's... when that. Yeah. Yeah, that that also has to, you have to take into account like they can do that as long as their basic needs are still being met. So like if you start right. cutting off people's not even just like health insurance but like yeah, a lot of people who've like lost their jobs and have no income, so they're like, "Okay, we're going to put a freeze on rent." But I've heard different things about like, well, it'll still accumulate. So once the freeze is over, you'll owe, like, the several months. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. Then that helps nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes it worse, even. So Everyone's behind at that point. Um, I was going to say that in my neighborhood, I, I, I was driving around today delivering a banana pudding. And I saw, like, a bunch of signs up that were like, we need collective action now. Front, let's do rent strikes. Let's do these five things. And, like, real uh, anarchist, communist stuff. And I was like, wow, just, like, posters out in the open for that kind of thing. <laughs> no, and Durham is a pretty ahead. liberal place, but, like... No joke. I have honestly... I said this to my dad because he, he was talking to me about uh, Alexandria or Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, AOT, AOC. AOC. I call her AOC. That's why I couldn't remember her name. Yeah, and he was like, you know, she's too much. And I was like, she is a warning bell. Like, you had better listen to her because she is speaking exactly what I am thinking and what a lot of other people are thinking. Like, Green New Deal, collective action, like, all of this stuff makes sense to me. And if it makes sense to me, it makes sense to other people. And, I, I like, she, she goes much farther than I think a lot of people would want her to. But I was like, if you don't listen to her, it's going to get real. And, like... Someone, yeah. someone stenciled "Eat the Rich" on Bloomberg's, you know, campaign headquarters. And like, <laughs> that's a warning sign as well. He was like, "This is the kind of rhetoric that divides America." I was like, "If you don't listen to what people are like <laughs> yeah, <right>? telegraphing <laughs> to you here, <laughs> like we're being very clear about what's going to happen." <laughs> I was gonna say, um, there was even I forgot who it was, but. There are several now, like the Cheesecake Factory has decided not to pay its rent, which is so funny. And then um, there was a a celebrity. I think it was Britney Spears. It was Britney Spears, yeah. Who was like, uh, had this like, you know, stay together, blah, blah, blah. And then in the middle, she was like, collective action now. Socialism (laughs) for everyone. And then like, so if you didn't read the whole thing, it just seemed like some, you know, pablum about like, you know, stay strong and be good and like, uh... And then she was like, <laughs> we have nothing to lose but our chains. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, here's the thing. Like, this all sounds great to me because I'm very heavily left-leaning. Yeah. But, like, I definitely have to take a pause when it's, like, the the Glorious People's Revolution is going to be led by Britney Spears from the parking lot of a Cheesecake Factory. I like, mean, yeah. I've got to be like, Jesus, what kind of timeline am I living in? But like, Well, listen, Donald Trump is our president. Right. So. Crazier True. shit has happened. Sure. I mean, I will follow her into battle, but. (laughs) (laughs) And we were all like, we're not going to get political. Yeah, right. I just meant we weren't going to go over what everyone else has gone over (laughs) in terms of the U.S.'s failures. Um, Can I talk about one more uh, piece of media that I'm really enjoying uh, in the the coronavirus land? It's tweets of a specific nature. And the nature is um, landlords complaining that their tenants refuse to pay rent during a coronavirus. (laughs) Yeah. It's like. 
it's poetry. Every word is just like sweet nectar in my brain. I love it. They're just like, what am I supposed to do? I don't make any money. And it's like, you know what? Grocery stores are open. Yeah. Go get a job. Get a job. Um, as a landlord, I feel differently about those tweets. But That's fair. Um, not like super differently. I do. Because like I, me and my dad co- collectively own a house. And we, there's three like 20 somethings living in it. And it's. It's out in the boondocks. And I texted him. I was like, hey, do our tenants still have jobs? Because we can just, like, cut the rent so that it just covers the mortgage. So we are mm-hmm. fine and they're fine. Like, And dad was like, no. <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> dad. <laughs> hey. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is going to become a bigger problem later on. Yeah. Possibly. I was like, and he's like, well, how are they going to pay us back later? I was like, they don't need to pay us back. We're just going to cut it. <laughs> So that we're not losing money, but they're not, you know, and it was just like, this is a boomer thing. He didn't, he didn't get it. He was like, no, they have to pay rent. I was like, okay, I get (laughs) it. But also no. But also (laughs) no. Like being, you don't breathe, eat, sleep, and pay rent. That's not how life works. I was going to say, and as somebody who loves your family very much, but does your dad also hate Christmas and like... (laughs) Walk around saying "bah humbug" and I mean I think want the surplus it, population to you know part of it is that he, he's retired he's just sold his house and is hitting the road in an RV and he that's part of his income you know he doesn't have a huge income however it's not a huge part of his income like it is I mean I get about a thousand dollars every six months from this property like that's mm-hmm. that's about where we're at and that is the profit from so already we have the mortgage paid and already we have um we keep like a a fund in case something breaks for maintenance right. yeah. maintenance so all that is taken care of and then i get an extra thousand dollars so it's like i don't need an extra thousand dollars i still have a job right now so like and i don't think he does either <laughs> Right. But he has a lot of, he has more properties than I do. He has, a, uh, I think, four or five. So maybe it's a huge difference with all of them together, I guess. So do your tenants have jobs? Yes. Okay, well then. <laughs> He's, <meh>. And I, I <laughs> he was like, that's, no, yes, they do. And that's a good reminder for me to reach out to my other tenants. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then I proposed the idea of like cutting the rent if they needed it. And he was like, no. <laughs> the point is moot, but still, <laughs> I was like, okay. And so, when so what are you gonna like reach out for? Like, why even bother at that? Yeah, point? Like, like, hey, how you guys doing? To see if oh, they're dying oh. of coronavirus. Yeah, cool. Like, just stay inside <laughs> and die over there. I just want to um, make sure you still have jobs because I'm still gonna make you pay rent. Right. So there was there was a, a thing that went viral that was like a thing that was posted on everyone's door in an apartment building, and it says, "Just so you know, pay your rent first. It's uh, you have to have a place to live like that's the most important thing. And and it was like very like that was really shitty. It was Mm. like a a big apartment building and they had posted this on everyone's door. Like you have to have a place to live or else you don't have a place to cook your food or blah, 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 blah. That's wild. It is wild. I mean, like that's the kind of place where I'd be like, yeah, how about no? How about we all don't? What are you going to do about it? (laughs) Now that you've brought it up? No. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to pay rent. No, I had intended to, but no, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Especially, yes. I mean, I guess it depends on where it was, but evictions have, like, they put a freeze on evictions. So it's yeah. like, they have. oh. Well, like places. I said, yeah, places. it might depend yeah. on where they are, but, you know, if 
I was living. But also, in a place it takes like at least that. a month. It takes at least a month to evict anybody. Like that's the first thing is that you like, have to give no them notice. As, exactly, overnight evictions are illegal, and so yeah, yeah, I can pay. I cannot pay for a month, and by the time they figure out I'm not paying, and then also give me a, lo- a month's notice, like this thing will be over. In uh, DC, it takes like a nigh on six months. Like it, it really takes a long lot to evict a tenant. Yeah, so I know this because <laughs> I used to live in DC, and my roommate refused to pay rent. So. Um, yeah. glorious leader of the people's revolution right there yeah right oh god don't don't give her that <laughs> I'm joking you remember everybody her. <laughs> i do she was awful <laughs> she was awful um so speaking of being uh evicted in a pandemic guess what happened yesterday the uh fire alarm went off here in my apartment building and uh-huh. i definitely would have died if it were a real fire because i had to wrangle my cats um <laughs> and it took me a good 10 minutes um and i got them going got outside and they're like oh somebody set off or broke the washing machine on the third floor and it smoked up the whole floor and i was like i live on the third floor i just started doing my laundry (laughs) so i was the one who (gasps) the fire alarm in the whole building during a pandemic (laughs) And you that, have to cut this out, Emily. You can't. You no, can't. they don't find listen. You. They don't you listen. You accuse yourself this way. Well, so I go up because I'm like, how do I get my clothes back, right? Because they're in the, the smoking washing machine. And so I go over to the door and this woman, a lot of people that I live with, they're, they're Ethiopian. Uh, and she was like, oh, that, they need to catch the person who did this. <laughs> like, she was like, ah. And I was like, yeah, what a bitch. <laughs> and then I walked away and she walked away and I waited around the corner until she was completely gone. <laughs> and then I went in and grabbed all my stuff that was oh soaking God. wet and I dragged it downstairs and then put it in a different <laughs> machine. I'm glad you got away with it. <laughs> I, I did. Well, if the, if the apartment building really comes after me like there is footage <laughs> there is right you know uh cameras i would have just left it there and been like well time to buy a new wardrobe off of amazon yeah. <laughs> i was i was honestly like do i abandon my entire wardrobe right now because that's all the clothes <laughs> i own basically i was like uh. <laughs> i got him it's fine um joe diffie died today of coronavirus um matt do you remember who that is He's a country singer, right? Yeah, he's a country singer. He was 61. Oh, man. When I first saw his name, I laughed for like 10 minutes. And I was like, I can't control this because he's dead and that's really bad. I shouldn't be laughing. But it's just like a name from so far in the past that I just couldn't take it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what's his name, too? Um, the guy, Kenny Rogers? No. He didn't die of coronavirus, though. Kenny Rogers died a couple weeks ago. Is that true? I think so. No, I think he died recently, oh. like in the last week or two, but I don't think it was from COVID-19. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, tons of... We should and, check that, though, because... I am checking. This is for posterity, guys. We yeah. gotta make sure our facts are correct. Has anybody checked in on Tom Hanks? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, not America's male sweetheart. No. I'm checking on him right now. Thank you. Thank you. Please check on him. And um, 
Can you imagine uh, Justin Trudeau is like wrangling his two children and also running the the Canadian nation because <laughs> his wife is in isolation? Oh, I'm sure he has help. No, he's in isolation with his children. But he doesn't have well, any the... nannies or maids or anything because they're really? quarantined. Yeah, because they might have it too. I think he's doing okay, and he's supposed to be back in LA. I guess. Oh, good. Yeah, they they tested positive while they were in Australia. Yeah, they had to stay there. Yeah. So I think after the the two weeks, they were allowed to fly back. Um, Back to this eat the rich situation. Uh, It seems (laughs) like only rich people have been getting tested. Because I think you might recall, I was very sick earlier this year. I have all this. I had all the symptoms of COVID-19. I was I went to three separate doctors trying to clear this up and no one tested me for COVID-19. Hmm. And a lot of them were like, well, the timeline's wrong. But I went to two different trade shows in that time. So, like, <laughs> I I got whatever it was at the first trade show, which was yeah. at the end of January. And this is COVID-19, so it's been here since 2019. Yep. So it's entirely possible that I could have gotten it. But whatever it is, it's gone and I'm fine. But You're stronger now. Yeah, told me that before you came and visited and made me hang out with you. I did tell you that. You just weren't Imagine listening. Were, well, it's possible I didn't listen to you. Have you uh, coughed on your dad recently? Maybe this is why he's upset about the rent situation. No, my dad is doing the best of all the boomers. He deserves a medal. He would not come near me. He oh, good. brought me mail but left it at the door of my apartment building and then called me. <laughs> that's so good and i'm trying not to be offended no <laughs> no he's doing great and like i at first i thought that he wasn't taking it seriously enough but because he was still out and about but he actually had to sell his house last week so he had to physically sign documents he had to like take all of the stuff in his house and move it um by himself uh so he had a lot to do <laughs> Yeah. Good job, Dad. But he has a lot of hand sanitizer, and he now it lives in an RV, and no one can. <laughs> he's going off the grid. Yeah, he's going off the grid. Well, his his dilemma now is to stay up here where his doctor is, or to go down to Florida where his plot of land that he's going to park his RV on is. He just yeah, his rent is like seventy five dollars a month down there, and up here it's like a lot more. Hmm. But he also wants to stay near his doctor, so I don't know. Also, if he goes down there, he's going to be infected by his his bros who are Republicans and believe this whole thing is a hoax. So, oh dear, like his, his mind will be infected, or oh no, his his physical body because and his spirit, yeah. Matt. <laughs> no, he <laughs> thinks they're he thinks they're crazy. He talks to them all the time, and he shows me tweets and or texts that they send him, and yeah, so he. Uh, is doing it right, I guess? Question mark? I did want to talk about... I realize this has become more of like a stream of consciousness. That's okay. We're kind of vaguely on topic. It's fine. Yeah, I love it. I just want to point out that I saw this coming and made a comment about it earlier, and you guys were like, no, it's fine. No, we have a a structure. We have a structure. Okay, let's do it. Next on our structure is um, if we... Because we have so much pandemic media, I feel like we do. Why are we so unprepared? <laughs> Why is this a surprise? Because <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, we can, let's talk about media in this conversation. Like, 
We've got Contagion. We've got, um, what else? I'm trying to think. Basically all zombie movies. All zombie movies. But specifically, like, 28 Days Later, which is specifically about a virus. Mm-hmm. And World War Z, which is... Uh, in World War Z, they called it Africanized rabies, which was because <laughs> Ooh, that racist. is racist. Um, yeah, that yeah. is unfortunate. No, they did it on purpose because that is how racist we are. And um, <laughs> then, but it came from China the same way that this came from China. So it's kind of like a, or we think it came from China. Who knows? Um, it's kind of very analogous to what is actually happening. And intelligence agencies knew about it ahead of time in World War Z. They knew about it and they didn't do anything. I mean, it's like very analogous. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because America, fi- the the Mossad is the first people who figure out it's happening. And they're the ones who like selectively tell other countries about it. Hmm, interesting. Which is definitely what would happen. Um, probably what's what did happen <laughs> um let's see uh v for vendetta actually it wasn't so much a this was like a man-made disease that happened in v for vendetta mm-hmm. and it kind of it caused the whole society to spiral into this like hitler-esque situation which i found interesting it's funny that <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies and it's like when it first came out it was 2005 i think um, it was very much a commentary on 9-11 and how a national mm-hmm. tragedy can throw a country into, like, this right reactionary situation. But it, it has grown into, like, it can fit a lot of situations, and this is a lot very analogous to our current situation, which hopefully it doesn't cause us to become Nazis, but who knows? <laughs> I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully we'll all be socialists by the end of all this. I think people watch, it's the same reason why people watch like horror because we're, there's a, on like a chemical level in your brain, right? Horror movies do two things, which is like scare you, which can unleash endorphins, but also you can trick yourself into feeling prepared. So it's like, oh, if a murderer is chasing me, this is, I know exactly what I would do because I watched these idiots fail at it or whatever. (laughs) So you model the survivor, right? Yeah, makes sense. So I think that's part of the reason why films and, and video games too, I think, are another big one where if there's any kind of like outbreak that people are like, oh yeah, I can't get enough of this. There's two big functions getting met. That's true. Outbreak is another one. I've, oh, yeah. I was trying to think of the name of that movie with the monkey that, that releases a disease. <laughs> it's Outbreak. Um, outbreak, Contagion. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's also Pandemic. I've been playing a lot of... Well, I haven't played as many board games as I usually do, but yeah. everybody who is playing board games or even is like a passing interest in them, suddenly, because we're all quarantined together, wants to play Pandemic, which is a great board game. <laughs> it is a great board game. But also, it's old, and I've played it a lot of times, a number one, so that's annoying for me. But B number two, why not? Like, of all the games you could play, we are play the one. We are exercising our zone of control right now. I we mean, that's cannot fair. fix the pandemic, but we can fix that pandemic. Maybe I suppose this is f- fair. It's just to me, it's like, haven't you had enough? <laughs> I glutton I, for punishment. Do you I want have, more of this? I have to say that I, me and Matt and uh, our nieces, our niece and nephew and our brother 
played uh, Pandemic Legacy when I was down there uh, two weeks ago, and it was so much fun. It's much harder than regular Pandemic, and also, like, much more emotional and has far-reaching consequences, I guess. (laughs) I'm trying not to spoil it, because I I would love everyone to be surprised what happens. But, like, um, a, a game that's called a Legacy game is, like, it changes the more you play it. And... Um, there's like a story that goes along with it. So at certain points in the game, you pick up cards that like advance the story. Like now this has happened and now this has happened. And it like, it changes drastically from turn to turn. (laughs) So it was very fun. And I would suggest if you've played pandemic a billion times, uh, Try Pandemic Legacy. Matthew's already played Pandemic Legacy, so he has I to. I don't want to. I agree with you that we shouldn't spoil it, but I'm curious as somebody who I didn't play it, but know a lot of people who did. Is there any like mundane twists where it's like, and then Carol steals your boyfriend? Because <laughs> I want that game. Like, so- where it's like, you're part of the CDC and you're doing your shit and you're like, oh my god, I have thousands of lives to save. And then. You go home at the end of the day, and it's the first time that you've, like, seen your house. You've been working, like, 14-hour days, and then your boyfriend's, like, making out with the neighbor. And you're like, what That the would fuck? be the best game. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> the, so, I, Matthew, don't answer because uh, he's played it before, but there are, like... When you get there, you have this card that um, is your character, and you get to name your character, um, and... There's, like, little uh, spaces on the side, and they're, like, relationship um, things. And, like, I imagine in this game it's, like, you work really well with this person or this person and you are really good at doing this thing together. But I really want it to be, like, you guys hooked up, like, two years ago, and it's really awkward now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just You're a Capricorn. They're a Libra. What are you going to do? That's right. <laughs> To clarify, there are mechanical differences. So, like, whenever you're in the city with the other character, you can do I imagine like that. one extra action, action or something. But also, there's nothing to stop you from making that part of the narrative if you want. That's you true. can just. That's why we work so well together. That's why we work so well together. <laughs> there's still this odd tension. Yeah, we're both just like real thirsty about. We're bone work. bros, and that yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a good one. And also, like, if you play Pandemic, I think the video game is that you are the disease and you have to try and infect everything. It's an unaffiliated game. It's a what? um, That's an unaffiliated game. I think it's called Plague Inc. Oh, okay. I have played that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... Which that is a very interesting concept because we don't ever root, like, in all of these movies and all these games, like, the disease is the antagonist for sure. It's, like, the bad guy. But um, I was listening to Ologies, which is a great podcast. Oh, and yeah. I think if I haven't talked about it on our podcast, I know I've definitely talked about it with you guys. But um, they had a uh, they had a recent episode that was kind of Allie Ward boop boop um, did it like off the cuff one and had a virologist come on and she made this great point about how as human beings like our bodies are constantly having to repel things like. We're constantly having to fight infections that we might not even be aware of because our bodies are pretty good at it. But Mm -hmm. viruses and bacteria too, but it's like they just have like the one job, which is to be the best at like replicating their DNA or whatever. 
And so, like, in some ways, I feel like, I don't think this was her intention, but when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, so when you think about it that way, like, the coronavirus is, like, ahead of its class. Like, its parents would be, like, extremely proud because look at all this crazy shit it's doing, you know? Like, it's really, like, some next-level shit. So, like, if we were virus parents, we'd be so proud. We'd be so proud. It's like, when you look at it just for what it is, it's like, wow. So when you were talking about a game where you're it's like from the perspective of the disease you know and it's like um well your cousin you know wiped out a third of the population of europe and it's like (laughs) it's never enough mom (laughs) how many people must i infect and it's like (laughs) in this one it's hard it's funny because like there are always spots that are the hardest to infect like uh, madagascar so like because you have to get a certain, uh, like, at some point, the humans shut down the planes. And so mm-hmm. you have to get to every continent before they shut down the planes, and then you can move along the land. But if you don't get to Madagascar, which is the hardest to get to before they shut down the planes, you're not going to be able to get there at all. So it's, like, uh, it's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so, I think I've had enough virus nonsense. <laughs> I just want to play Animal Crossing. <laughs> no! Honestly, like, this is the first time I've ever thought to myself, Man, wouldn't it be great to have, like, a significant other who was into video games and they could play Animal Crossing and I could watch? (laughs) Oh, Matt, I totally... Okay, I wasn't going to say this when we were talking about Animal Crossing earlier, but since you brought that up, I literally was like, I'm going to go take a nap. And I did take a nap, but I fell asleep (laughs) to, like, a three-hour video of of somebody playing the new Animal Crossing (laughs) So like that's just... I'm telling you, it's That's just, like, what I put on to, like, doze off. It was great. Sounds awful. Um, <laughs> there is another video game that I want to talk about uh, quickly that is, like, uh, it's Zombie Virus, like we talk about, but it's excellent, and if you haven't played it, uh, the new one is coming out, the, the sequel is coming out in, in uh, May as well, and it's it's called The, the Last of Us, and it's just mm. so good. The writing is, like, absolutely incredible. Oh. The gameplay is kind of like your basic sneak around so zombies don't get you kind of thing. And then if they find you, you shoot a bunch of them in the face. And, like, it, it's, it's well executed and very good. But the real the real thing about that game is the, the narrative. The story is just oh. stunning. So I guess it starts off as, like, you're, like, in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. And, like, people are kind of, like, figured out how to, like, survive a little bit. But there's still a lot of rough edges. And so people routinely go outside in quarantine zones to scavenge and stuff, even though they're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, resistance movements uh, trying to do, like, trying to help people. And there's also resistance movements that are trying to not help people. But basically, you're you're the role of this guy who, like, in the very first scene of the game, is, like, he, you're this, this guy, and you're running away from, like, the initial outbreak. And your daughter gets killed by a, like a regular ass human with a gun. Jesus, it's hard. It's the it's the hardest scene. That, well, it's not the hardest scene. Yeah, it's so a hard scene. this is not for me. I think. But in the the next part of the game, the next level, you are given charge of this like young girl who's about your would be about your daughter's age who's <laughs> lost your parents and stuff. And it's like ah, uh, instant daddy role play game, but she's immune to all the zombie bites, oh. and she's the only one in the world who's ever proved that to be true. Sorry, I just imagining like a zombie on her arm like a corn cob. Just like <laughs> and she's like, not that, that's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> it's like 
it would still hurt. Like, she can still die. She just doesn't become a zombie after being bitten. Right. Okay. And, like, the story revolves, revolves around, like, their relationship and them going together as, like, a family. Aww. And then, in the end... I won't spoil too much, but, like... No, she dies, right? She gets killed. No, no, your character has to make a very, like, difficult choice, and you don't, as the player, get to make that choice. Your character does, but you play through what happens, and um, it's it's really interesting. And the sequel's coming out, and, uh, dang, it's gonna be... It's gonna be dope. I'm so excited. That's um, similar to this book called uh, The Girl with All the Gifts, which they made into a movie, and it's this mm-hmm. little girl who is immune. It's like a zombie outbreak. But the little girl is, Im- she's not immune because she's like half zombie, but she's also like coherent and a, and a human. So, oh, so she's okay. like a hybrid, she's a hybrid. And from her blood, they're trying to create a, um, uh, antidote, antidote. Um, I have not- yeah, to be can... a half zombie. I don't know. You I can... haven't watched it or read it. Oh, okay. That is the premise of the novel. Um, you can definitely see where this this uh, video game goes then, because it has a very similar similar unfolding story. Yeah. I just really like the title of that one, The Girl with All the Gifts. It's kind of fun. <laughs> It'd be nice if she had more gifts, though. She's just like a zombie. Like, she's got two gifts. She's a zombie, but also still cogent. Well, she also, I mean, the zombies are like, I I glean that they are like super powered in some way, and she is also super powered, but okay, so also she has a not gifts. full zombie. Did anybody ever watch I Am Legend or read the yes. graphic novel? I watched it. <laughs> it's I have to I have to say um, there was an Italian minister. Yeah, who, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> who was like talking to the people? He's like, "You are not Will Smith from I Am Legend," <laughs> and it was like an Italian. But he said, "Blah blah blah, Will Smith, blah blah blah, I Am Legend." <laughs> that was just really funny. But that's a that's another one, right? Where it's like he's. Like, he is a doctor who was working to um, to cure the disease, the zombie disease. Yeah. And now the whole world is basically wiped out, or so he thinks. And he is stuck at home still trying to cure the zombie disease. And he has all of these, like, intricate ways of um, disguising his scent from the zombies so they can't But it's like him. vampirism, right? Well, I, I don't know about the book, um, but in it, the at a certain point you start to realize that the zombies are not zombies they're like they have like relationships and they have like um thought processes and you don't understand them and they're they like eat people but also they have a thing going on (laughs) and they're not like dumb so because he takes prisoner or he he's experimenting on the zombies in his like little lab and so one of the zombies that he takes is like the girlfriend of the head zombie which like he didn't know that was a thing (laughs) so he's like oh shit oh shit um yeah so i am legend is really good um a spoiler for all of our fans is that the dog dies and it's really awful Mm. uh and that's important spoiler to know though that's part of the reason why i can't watch it yeah, I can't watch it again. It was very good. I can't watch it again. <sighs> um, <laughs> human suffering. Yeah. Eh. Well, let's uh, wrap it up by uh, talking about anything good that has come out of this, like, uh, <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> the good things, I will start because um, I'm thinking of a specific thing. There's a bunch of these live streams that are pretty cool. Like, um, there was one that was... Uh, Tan France, who is from, who's in Queer Eye, 
and Nadia, oh, yeah. who is one of the winners of the Great British Bake Off, and oh, they were cooking Nadia. together, and it was so That's cute. cute. Yeah, because Tan France, he's he's Pakistani, and she is uh, uh, from Bangladesh. She's Bengali, but Bangladesh used to be called East Pakistan. So that they're uh, they're both Muslim. They're both um, India adjacent. They're like on opposite <laughs> sides of India. And they're just, like, talking together and, like, cooking something. And then when they were done, all of their families came up and they were, like, talking to them, like, oh, how's Abdullah? Oh, he's doing great. Oh, I see your husband there. He looks great. And, like, they were, it was very Aww. sweet. And that I, is really sweet. And I was like, oh, this is so amazing. <laughs> um, and uh, there was, like, a rapper who had a, a, a broadcasted concert. And he was, it was one of the first broadcasted concerts that there was. And he, like, brought a fan on stage, which was, like, he, he shared his Instagram. He, like, went live with one of the fans. Yeah. And the fan was like, ah, yeah. And he's like, keep dancing, man, keep dancing. And then, like. That's adorable. It was, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And then he, the rapper tried to, like, crowd surf. But they're, and, like, pretend that he's, like, jumping into the crowd. And it's just, like, he disappeared from the screen. <laughs> it was just, it was really funny, and I I can't remember what the guy's name was, but it was so. I funny. got one. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Patrick Stewart is reading one Shakespeare sonnet every day in the morning. So good, and so he's good. just like, he's just reading it. It's great. It's adorable. It is. It's so nice. I loved his post too because he's like, "Oh, you guys like that? Okay. <laughs> well, here we go." <laughs> He is, he's like, honestly a treasure, and he needs to be protected. He's also an iClaudius, guys. Go watch oh, it. He? <laughs> he's got hair. Callbacks. Wait, he's got hair? Yeah, it's young. I don't like that. Yeah, don't young like that. Patrick Stewart. Nope, no, thank you. <laughs> All over his body and his head. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Matthew likes his uh, Jean, uh, Jean-Luc hairless. That's true. I do. <laughs> He's like, I wouldn't have put it like that, but yes. <laughs> I would agree, though. I, I've been enjoying the concerts and people sharing music because I feel like music is a universal language thing that can yeah. kind of bring. I don't want to be like, it can bring people together, but like literally it does. <laughs> um, so I've been enjoying that because I think, too, <clears throat> and, and as the. As the resident parent, I don't get to go to concerts a lot. And yeah. and when Brian and I, my husband Brian and I were like courting, we did that all the time. Like, and Matt was there for like our very early days pretty much. And like, mm-hmm. you know, like we were going to like shows all the time and, and it was fun. And we would go local stuff of like people we didn't even know. So we were like listening to all different kinds of things. And experiencing and discovering music and some of my favorite memories are at at a show and like now part of it is because I'm part of it is being a little bit older not that we're old but just being a little bit older and just being like yeah I don't you know it's like part of it's a financial thing part of it is getting older and just realizing that like oh staying out till like three in the morning just isn't my jam anymore yeah um but being able to have access to that music again has been just like really awesome because I've really miss it in a lot of ways. So that has been really nice. And I think there's a lot of people who are connecting with family and friends more yeah. regularly 
um, which I think is really great. Like I think about how often I talk to my parents, which is pretty regularly, but I've had people say like, oh yeah, I like talk to my mom every day and that's something I didn't do before, whatever. That's nice. Nice. So it's weird, like you said, Matt, like a lot of us, I think are realizing how much we need and to a certain degree crave that socialization Mm-hmm. And um, and also like a healthy amount of fear, right? Like that yeah. need to just check in and like, yeah, are you okay? <clears throat> What's going on where you are? So in some ways, it's brought people together. I've been getting a lot of baked goods from people, mm. and like trading food with people has been like really fun for me. Oh, that's like, nice. Yeah, cooking actual meals and then cooking way more than I need and then trading not like trading but like giving someone something here and they'll give me something somewhere over there and oh that's nice you know. that's really a, a good community yeah I'm, I'm really happy about it yeah i have just been staying inside and i like i said have been baking so i my best friend's mom is all she's not all alone she has a bunch of family around her but my best friend lives in the uk so i always am like how is she doing should i bring her stuff so i might start doing that I bet yeah, you she would really love that. Yeah. The answer is yes. Do it. Yeah. 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 Um, I think people are going outside more. That's which true. Is... I, um, for the first time, I guess, walked in my neighborhood. You know, you guys remember how I used to do walks all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like in the middle of the night. I don't do that anymore. Um, and I don't know when I stopped or why I stopped, but uh, I. The last two days I've been walking and it's been so nice to just remember that I used to, I would walk for hours, man. I would just. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it was great. And I discovered all sorts of things in my neighborhood that I wouldn't have otherwise seen. So. Okay. And then we're going to close it, but I want us to make a resolution for the pandemic. Ah. (laughs) What do you want to accomplish or, or do while you are. Um, quarantined. Mm. Oh, that's good. Um, I have not thought of one for myself, so... I'll start. Okay. Um, I want to get my... do some sustained effort on creating new games and finishing up my video game that I've been working on for, for years and years. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Some sustained effort on side projects that need to get done. Yeah. That's a good one, Matt. Because I'm not going out, so I might as well get something done. Um, I, so I actually just finished a manuscript for a book. And hey, nice. I know. And I just Ew. gave it to the, the, I'm paying an editor to look at it because it needs help and I don't <laughs> understand what it needs. Um, and that's so, really good, Emily, but let me tell you something. You already did that, so you can't do it again. So no, I know. That's what one. I'm saying. I, I've <laughs> finished that. So that is can't okay. be my goal. And then I also have a academic paper i'm writing for a a journal an academic journal oh wow due tomorrow i think no it's the first so the first day tomorrow yeah so both of those things are pretty much done so i'm like i have accomplished some things that were basically done before the pandemic so i think (laughs) i just really want to play one video game all the way through and i think it'll be the goose Mm. game um until goose game because i i've been wanting to play it for so long and i've like had it as like in my like list of things to do, if you do this, this, and this, you get the goose game, and then I'll oh. do those things, and then I won't get the goose game. 
And I'm like, <laughs> just get it. Just get it. Just get it. You've earned the Goose Game, I've Emily. earned it like five times over, and I just need to get it. <laughs> I mean, maybe if it's useful as like a, a carrot that you'll never eat, like keep it that way. Like continue giving yourself tasks to earn the Goose Game that you'll never play. I use that. I used to use that with like pee breaks when I was at work. <laughs> It's like, when you finish this, this, and this, you can go pee. And then one day I was like, you're going to get a UTI. A UTI. <laughs> just go pee. Like, what are you doing? And all that I say is, Emily, just get the goose game. Just get the goose game. Don't get well, a UTI. Get the goose game. I think, I don't know what I want for mine. <clears throat> so I think I'm just going to go, which is going to, it's going to sound kind of pathetic, but I want to be able to finish um, at least one of the books I'm reading. Yeah. I have a really bad habit of book hopping and just uh, being like, oh, this is kind of bringing me down. So I'm going to start a different book because yeah. this one's like too sad right now. Or or I'll get like bored with something and I'll stop it. And then. Yeah. But I want I'm like a completionist. So it's like, yeah. I mean, this is really stupid, but I want to know how stupid. <laughs> I want to know how to complain about it. Yeah. So um, so I think I'm just going to finish a book. Thank you, storytellers, for listening. Wash your hands and stay inside. Wash your hands and stay inside. Wash your motherfucking hands and stay in the fucking house. (laughs) Bye.